0: Welcome to the Combustion Chronicles Podcast, where bold leaders combine with big ideas to create game changing disruption. I'm Sean Mason, your host for the Combustion Chronicles Podcast. Throughout this series, we're bringing together the most unique and influential minds we could find to have honest conversations about not being okay with the status quo, blowing shit up, and working together to influence our shared future. We believe that when bold leaders ignite consumer-centric ideas with passion and grit, the result is an explosion that creates a better world for all of us. On this episode of the Combustion Chronicles... We are really excited to have Vile Levenani, founder of Happier Not Inc. The company behind the globally recognized Smiley feedback system, which empowers companies to develop their business by improving experiences. Vile is an entrepreneur with a background in software and gaming businesses in Europe and the U.S. With 15 plus years in international marketing and sales, and 17 plus years in B2B sales and marketing of software services and products. Vile has held board member roles in several technology and services companies and strengthened Happier Not's position in the US market by leading the launch of Happier Not Americas, Inc. And I'm really excited. Welcome, Vile. Thank you very much, Sean. Thank you for having me. Yes. And people that are not familiar with Happy or Not, how did it get started and what was the premise of starting it?
1: Like you mentioned, being doing the software and gaming business before Happy or Not. So actually, my co founder colleague, Heikki Vananen, who I've been working for 30 years almost, well for no, not 30 years, 25 years or so, he was actually originally 15 years old when he came up with the idea of this uh, anonymous, easy, Feedback terminal. So he was living in a small town in Finland, and uh, he was a computer geek. So he went to the local computer store to buy floppy disks for his computer quite often. Every time he went in, he was kind of receiving really nasty kind of bullying customer service from the guy that was working there for some reason. So he thought that this doesn't feel right so why is this guy i'm bringing my money in the business this guy is not apparently doing a good thing to their business so he just kind of came up with this idea that what if he had some sort of easy anonymous feedback button that he could press and tell about the service of this guy to his managers and to the headquarters of the company that would be in the in helsinki finland the idea came from the from the consumer which Hakey was back then. And, you know, it has been haunting in his mind for many, many years. 2008, we're running this mobile gaming business that was growing quite rapidly. He was the uh, CEO of the company. And he got kind of, he felt like that he doesn't hear about people, about empo- employees enough anymore. So he kind of revisited the idea of, of this feedback button and he told me about it and and he kind of thought that maybe this could be a good business so basically we started to think about it and we did some feasibility studies and how it could work and then after that we went to meet a couple of uh, retail companies in Finland banking companies some large organizations they kind of encouraged us that yeah why not do it so we did it
0: and Here we are well awesome and i was introduced to happy or not i believe in early like 2010 or 11 when i had done some international travel and i was with you and the team earlier in 2020 in new york city before the pandemic hit and i remember sitting on a panel In a session with some of your customers, then I made a statement around, I think that NPS, so Net Promoter Score, is bullshit and that everyone needs to use Happy or Not because it actually gives real-time feedback that you can do something with. And I still stand pretty firm in that. I'm not a huge fan of NPS. I think it it looks in the rearview mirror. So what is Happy or Not looking to disrupt next?
1: You know, when we started doing it, we had our first great customers who kind of, you know, me and Heike, we were thinking about collecting and using, maybe using feedback as a safety net and be able to kind of predict the future, how we are doing to have some kind of index that are we going up or down. Of course, it's the, you know, the great first customer pioneers who taught us that what actually is the value of the service. And we kind of, it's interesting quote from the, from uh, Jack Welch, who is kind of some sort of uh, leadership guru. He has said, you know, that it's the three most important things you need to measure in business are customer satisfaction, employee satisfaction, and cash flow. He said this quite many decades ago, I believe. So in the beginning, when we were, you know, starting things we take, it's quite weird that Jack Welch has told this cash flow is being measured continuously. Uh, Employee satisfaction is measured once a year. But you know, like mentioned, so customer satisfaction, employee satisfaction service in the past, they are really long. You know, there is multiple questions. The businesses are doing it once a year. They wait for the results for a couple of months and so on. So, I would like to claim that we, we really disrupted the quality of the CX customer satisfaction and employee satisfaction data. We took it entirely to the next level. We made it actionable in real time. We democratized it. You know, we made it transparent. We give the access to the people who are actually working in the front line to their own data. We digitalized the analysis. So no more weeks of waiting. You know, it's in your hand immediately if you are the hardworking person in the in the front line who actually is being measured. What kind of service are you providing to your customer? You should be the one to own the data as well. We automatize the distribution of the data, you know, based on the user persona and so on. Of course, we like to claim that we have disrupted a lot in the business or in the world of customer experience
0: measurement. I will tell you, as a person who's worked in the experience field for 10 plus years that you truly have disrupted it, in my opinion. Where do you see this going? Because you guys have really, again, in my opinion, disrupted this a lot.
1: Yeah, I think it's kind of, you know, from the viewpoint viewpoint of untapped potential in the world, we have not even scratched the surface. It, you know the customers, the first customers who encouraged us to do this, they are still on board, you know, and that's almost 10 years of time. So it's ongoing program for them. There's quite a lot you need to do to make sure that your customers are engaged in this operation, in this program, your employees are engaged to this program, not afraid of it. They need to be kind of, you know, they need to be fans of it. And that's when it starts to work. So I would say that there is so much more to do for not just us. You know, for the experts like you, that it's there's so much kind of unlocked potential in the real people who are working in the real locations, providing services, whether they are salespersons, whether they are serving food or providing whatever. You know, it's it just seems to be that the companies who jumped To do this and to actually disrupt their business, give the power to the power and responsibility to the frontline people in the form of the data and insights so that they can actually learn from their own doing, become better in what they are doing, become prouder of what they are doing instead of just working there. It's just awesome to see the results it can it can bring to the companies. I always
0: get excited when I think about. What has not been done yet. <laughs> I love where you talk about that your first customers are still your customers today and they have provided you with your best feedback to shape the company. What I love about you and the team at Happy or Not is that you take this real feedback and you move fast and you're not afraid to potentially fail and then change and continue to try. And that leads me into the next question, Vile, of mm-hmm. what's been your biggest challenge on your journey at Happy or Not and why?
1: Yeah, that's that's a really good question. Relates to what we have been discussing already. You know, I think it's the the whole idea of happy or not is to make the customer experience data transparent and give it to the people who it belongs to instead of The biggest bosses are kind of looking at the papers and doing conclusions based on that. That's not the way to get people engaged to the program. So I I think still uh, the biggest challenge has been always the fear of the companies who are afraid of doing it. You know, knowledge, the data, that's power. In many cases, the top management, maybe is used to be the beholder of, of that power some of them are against of the idea to give the power to the middle management, to the teams who are working in the front line. It's always the most debated topic that should the front line people have the access to their own data. We, of course, are persistently telling that yes, they should. We have Our most successful customer cases are from the companies who actually did it the way that engaged and there was a true out commitment from the organization. And of course, nowadays, we are fortunate to have plenty of these, you know, long-term clients, and they are happy to encourage and explain to the people in doubt that what actually they have achieved, what is the big reward, and uh, why you must get the whole team and also consumer engaged. And that requires transparency. Otherwise, it's not interesting to everyone if someone is kind of sitting on the (laughs) on the data and just using it for their
0: own uh, benefit. I still love how you stand true to the transparency piece and how you guys at Happy or Not have said, let's push this down to the frontline worker, the person that is most engaged and in contact with the customer. And that sounds so simple, but you know this, Vile that companies really struggle with that. We work with a partner in Las Vegas, as you know, Cure for the Kids. We put these terminals throughout the whole clinic and we've had such tremendous insights with their director of patient experience, Kat, that we can pinpoint exactly where something's going wrong immediately along the journey. We talked about this failure and biggest challenge. What still keeps you up at night when you think about this industry and the work you guys want to do at Happy or Not?
1: It's an overwhelming challenge to do the big chains, try to achieve the big chains in the, you know, in the organizations, you, you know, because that's, it's so easy to do this wrong as well, you know, because it, it's technically, this is really easy product and solution to deploy in the organization. That's one of the strengths, of course, of Happy or Not, but also that could be one of the, one of the, pitfalls to the customers if they actually think that it is so easy that it will work itself out automatically. I don't need to engage people in the front line. I don't need to inform store managers that they're actually receiving the happy or not feedback terminal and everything like that. So so, so the easiness makes it too easy to fail as well. If, if the customer really doesn't have the mindset, you know, long-term mindset to achieve, to do the big change with it, to equip their people To engage their people. I think that's what keeps me up mostly in the night that it is actually possible to use this to uh, utilize this service so many ways and necessarily all, all of those ways are not the right one.
0: I appreciate you sharing that with us. So let's talk about success. So what does success look like to you and happy or not in the next five years?
1: Yeah it's quite simple for us We are after long-term customer relationships, like you mentioned, we are developing this solution in cooperation with our customers. So our customers have a big role in helping us to decide what will be the items in the future roadmap in the one year, two year, five years from now on. So that is really important. So basically our our success is based on the one important KPI for us is the customer retention, customer growth. And we know from the 10 years of experience that uh, successful deployment includes a plan with the customer, with the client, how they would engage their people, their customers, includes the mutual success plan, which we follow mutually. It's quite simple. If we manage to support our clients, empower their organization with the power of transparent real-time CX or EX data. The outcome is always positive and we retain the business. The idea is that the technology enables us to help our clients to be on the top of their their game, to improve their business, to improve their performance, to retain their customers and retain their employees as well. So, So it's we always like to think that we are among the good guys who are actually helping everyone, every stakeholder in the business. You know, we are helping management, we are helping customers, we are he- helping, especially we're helping employees, which is sometimes it's a bit, you know, a bit neglected part of the business, especially the frontline employees. And like you said, they are actually doing the hard work and they are the artists of the customer experience. So we want to focus them. We want to help our clients to focus in them. And there's so much to do on that front still.
0: Thank you. Yeah. So, this last year, we've lived in this pandemic around COVID 19. How have you guys dealt with the disruption that's globally happened within Happy or Not to still be successful and move forward during this pandemic?
1: First thing that we did is that we reacted the way that would actually change the happy or not terminal to be touchless, which basically meant that we implemented a system that could swap the touchscreen terminal from the one that requires touch into touchless, and that would happen through the QR code. So that was the first thing that we did. Of course, ongoingly, we have been developing our digital product suite as well, so we have been emerging the development of that part of the business a bit more. So basically already today, it is possible to include not feedback survey to, let's say, if you if you are doing a payment with your mobile phone, we together with the payment service provider actually can put it in your personal mobile phone and so on. Of course, it's it's only a question of you know technology enables everything we like to build more new partnerships with different kind of companies who are having important role in the lives of the retailers in the service companies in the healthcare companies and we partner with them we enable new kind of use cases for happy or not and so on so it has always been in our thinking in our roadmap and of course now that so many business has actually Closed their doors, it kind of forced us, and it uh, enabled us to jump a bit forward and disrupt our own roadmap as well. Of course, uh, Haberanot terminals have came back in the most of the businesses where they, which are open. So of course, uh, scientifically Haberanot doesn't spread the pandemic, and and of course we have uh, helped our customer to do little additions. You know, to have hand sanitizers stand within the Happy or not device to have uh, information, posters next to them that please be thoughtful and, and things like that. So that business is not going away, but also during this situation we have been taking some leaps on the field of the digital solutions as well.
0: Awesome. So, Vili, one of the things that we really want to do is to give a call to action to all of our listeners on the podcast. So, what is the one thing you would want our listeners to take away from your story and the happy or not story and what you shared with us today?
1: I would say that one takeaway I would like everyone to get from this is that don't be afraid to be transparent and think about your people, the hard-working frontline people as assets. They are not a burden and they possess a huge unlocked potential. You know, we see this over and over and over and over again, that when the companies are brave and they actually dare to give more power and more responsibility to the people in the frontline and equip them to success, most of them will, you know, step forward, and actually they will improve their productivity. We see that the companies improve their employee retention as well, because something like this, you know, appreciation, continuously, daily appreciation from the real customers you are serving, that's just, you know, it makes your workday more fulfilling and so on. You mentioned the healthcare companies related to the pandemic, What we have seen, we did uh, plenty of phone calls with the customers, including the American healthcare organizations. And one thing that was highlighted by them during the really difficult pandemic situation was that actually it's really, it's maybe almost the best moment of the day to have a look at the happy or not feedback. Because then you actually, in, in the middle of the craziness, you remember that at least you know, the patients, they really do appreciate, and their families, they really do appreciate what we do here. And that's really important, you
0: know, human aspect to this all. Great. Love the call to action there. Well, Vilay, it has come to that point where we do this thing called the combustion questions, where... I'm gonna ask you three randomly selected questions and um, you don't get a lot of time to think about them and you just need to give us your gut answer on them. So here we go. And we're gonna jump into combustion question number one. If a world famous bar was to name a drink after you, what would be in that drink?
1: That would be totally transparent drink. I think there would be. Gene tonic has been invented already. <laughs> some sort of, some sort of version of gin and tonic, I think.
0: Okay, so you're a gin drinker. Yes. Ah, uh, I might have a new gin that I might have to send to you that we've come into contact with. So awesome. All right. Question number two: Are you more of a cat person or a dog person? Very easy. A dog person. And what type of
1: dog? We have a rescue dog. Actually, yeah, I mentioned to you we lived two years in America, so we actually adopted
0: a new family member from that trip. Awesome. All right, your last combustion question, Vile. What do you think about T-shirts? I like them. <laughs> yes, and I actually think I have a happy or not T-shirt. And before we did this, you were wearing yours, I saw. So. Yeah. Well, thank you, Vile. Thank you for sharing a little bit of your journey and the Happier Not journey. We love the whole organization. We partner with you guys on several things. And um, until we can see each other again in person, Vile, thank you again and be safe and be well.
1: Thank you very much. And same words to you and all the listeners. It's It's always great to have a chat with you and enjoy a lot.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Combustion Chronicles. None of this would be possible without you, the listener. If you'd like to keep the conversation going, look me up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and at SeanNason.com or if you're on Clubhouse, find me there. Give me a shout and join our disruption movement. And be sure to check out my new book, Kiss Your Dragons, Radical Relationships, Bold Heartsets, and Changing the World, available now at Amazon. Yeah, most people think you ought to slay dragons, but to really soar, you have to make friends with them and even kiss them. Finally, check out this episode's downloadable recap page at SeanNason.com. We know you lead busy lives, So if you're driving, exercising, or maybe you're just blowing your own shit up, don't worry. We've already taken the notes for you, and each recap page is filled with exclusive guest information, episode themes, quotes, resources, and more. And remember, please subscribe, rate, and review if you like what we're doing. And if you don't, do it anyways. Stay safe and be well.